All right. All right, everyone. We uh, today, String and I are answering questions from the audience about our marriage and how we handle things in our relationship and marriage. And um, String is voluntarily doing it. No, nobody has dragged him into this. Is that correct? <laughs> I'm vo voluntarily wearing a shirt <laughs> at nine a. What is it? Nine a.m. on a Friday morning. <laughs> you look really handsome in a shirt. Yeah. Thank you. Anyway, so um, if there are any questions that pop up, I'll be reading them from my phone. If they pop up and we feel like we talked about this, because String and I did a whole series, a three-part series about our relationship, how we met, how we got into a relationship, engaged marriage, polarity, stuff like that. So we're going to direct you there. But let's get into questions. The first question is about finances. So the question is, how do you and String handle it when it comes to finances in your marriage? Most of my friends in their marriages are 50-50 or both have separate accounts bank accounts and I heard all the women say in case something happens I want to be covered so I think for us we do we have a common account and yeah we're not 50 50 we have we have a common account we have done uh, I mean what we do each month is we have what we call a splurge it's from a book I read called the barefoot investor and he said what's a yeah your splurge what's the money that you can burn you just know this is your spending money without guilt a month uh on a monthly basis so i just transfer to anna to me so they're they're the only personal accounts that we have because right. the, so we can access it on the you know on a card thing yeah. and then you know this is just money spending money for for whatever uh whatever we want but that's not it's not a it's not a huge chunk but our money we do it together it's not 50-50. Yeah, and I think both of us uh, find it quite strange when accounts are separate in a marriage and a family. I mean, everybody can do whatever they want, but I mean, for me personally, I think String agrees that we're more of a traditional view sense that, you know, once you become a family or you're engaged or married, things are serious, especially when children are involved. I mean, you are a family unit and we have a common goal together and our money is our money. Um, it's been like that so since we got married. Yeah. Yeah. Since we got ma we got married, I think no, even before, no, no, it wasn't. No, no, it was after after we got married, and then when we moved to Australia, because yeah, that's when we're like, okay, we need to. We're in a country where we can open up bank accounts. We're traveling before. Well, the that. thing is that you know when people date, obviously it's all separate, and then they got into a relate. Then when they get into a relationship, in a relationship, there's so many things that are intertwined, and then I, I feel like. From then, it's a really weird conversation, like who's going to pay for what, you know, like, yeah, I, okay, I don't know how it would this, work. I, I come from this, a family, really strange. mom and dad, it's one, yeah, it's it, one, it's, it's a one family account. And we're building together towards something, whether it's buying a house, whether it's, you know, vacation. So we don't separate mine or yours. It's just all together and stream manages the finances and he tends to think that he does it because I can't. Or I'm well, you, just gonna spend everything. You can, but I'm very analytical. So for me, it's like I look at the numbers. Yes, I look at everything. But I think what you don't consider, and this comes from you just being a man and living sometimes in a bubble, what you don't consider the reason why <laughs> the reason why Thank I don't you. care finances and I don't it's not that I sorry, it, the reason why I don't care about finances. I think it's a Freudian slip. <laughs> I know it's a Freudian slip. Yeah. Um the reason why I do not 
take care of the finances in our families because it's division of labor. I take care of so many other things that I, in, in how I take care of our family, like freaking, you know, what are we going to eat every day? What are the kids going to eat? What goes into lunch boxes and school and supplies and laundry and sheets and cleaning? So it's that division of labor that happens in every family. And so while you take care of the money, the rubbish, the, you know, all the manly things that need to be done around the house, you're dealing with bills and contracts. I deal with everything that's inside the house. And so if, I, I think for me, that's what, that's the reason. Of course, I think you're also better, better at it or good at it. But like, if you get, if you get hit by a bus tomorrow, I'm not going to like die or go bankrupt. I'm going to get my shit together and, and do yeah, yeah, what yeah. I need to do. Uh, no, I have no doubt. No doubt about that. I uh, look, from the family that That's I come with, it. it's yeah. always been together. I wouldn't even know how would you navigate with kids when kids come up and you're going to buy them something. Well, you maybe, go, well, you go, go talk to mum or go talk to go talk yeah, to dad for know. the money. That's, I don't know how to. Yeah. I don't know how it works. So, so yeah, that's 50, how we 50, do 50. it. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, Simone has had quite a few questions, so let's go through them one by one. Number one. Is this all going to be in one one take? Yeah. Okay. Cool. How do you sustain polarity as working partners? How do you sustain polarity? <laughs> so the question uh, as, is as working. As working. So I think what she means is not only how do we. It's it's not a question of how do we sustain polarity in a relationship. That's you know that's quite well clear, I guess. And we talked about this in the series, by the way. But Simone knows, and those of you who don't, String and I also are business partners and we run a business together. And so this is where it becomes a little bit um, more complicated. I mean, we don't think about it. It's not like we... You don't think about it. I think about it. Okay, well, you talk about it. Because I don't think about, is our business relationship <laughs> balance? you know, is the polarity working? I don't think, I don't... I think about it. I think about it because, how shall I put it? I think about it because a lot of the times I feel that I have to, it's not that I have to drive it, but I'm in the front seat of the business because I'm the face of it. And I've started it while you still had a job. And then when, and obviously you were helping me right from the beginning, but it was like a side thing. And when claim became something serious, you quit your job and you joined and we're equal partners in the business. But there's a lot of areas in the business that I'm really good at. I would say probably most of it. I have the knowledge, I have the experience. And so for me personally, I think about it a lot because in our business relationship, I would actually love to have the same kind of polarity uh, that we have in, in our marriage or in our relationship. Like I would love to not, make decisions most of the time together or by myself. I would love for you to do everything, you know, where I can relax and let go of control. But, and I thought about this a lot in terms of how to do it and what and polarity. And the conclusion that I came to is that in business, I don't think there's a polarity thing. Like we are running a business as partners. And so we're coming to the, like when we have mm. meetings, you know, we have to come and have meetings. We have to take the hat of wife, husband, 
all I mean and it's I think that the biggest challenge in our relationship is actually managing working together and being romantic partners because that can kill attraction mm. and polarity so quickly it's one of the best things that we're working together as partners you know husband and wife owning a business working together every day but it's also one of the hardest and i i personally think that it would be a lot easier if we were separate in our work but there's obviously a be. lot of benefits to us yeah yeah doing it, this together i think it would, it would be it would be easier and I mean, the reality is with you're the face of the business, the business can work without me, but it can't work without you. So you will... Well, there's ways, but yeah. If I'm yeah. gone, then... I yeah. mean, look, yeah, maybe put someone hard. in there, but yeah. it's not. Being the face of the business, you will always have the... I'd say have more... Is it responsibility or... It, it's, based, it's based around you. Yeah. So therefore... I think it's very difficult to remove yourself from, okay, to me, make the decision. Or whether it was me or say, I'm out of the picture, I do, I do, I do something else in work and then we bring someone else in. Do, would you like that person to be telling, like running you, basically you're just, you're just the face and then say, okay, face, do this, face, do this, face, do this. And all you're doing is taking instructions. I think I would. You think you would? Yeah. Just take instructions. It's not just take instructions, but it's being in the freedom of creation and not... So for me, it's really hard to be the creative, so to be the coach, the content producer, and also train the sales team, have strategy meetings, make decisions, what do we do behind the scenes, because I have to get involved. And I think you and I talked many times about me stepping aside and we've tried to make it happen but I think that I have this unique set of capability and ability to not only be the coach and the content creator but also an entrepreneurial and a business mind that I see and I obviously like for example sales team right like training the sales team I would love to just step out and not be involved and let somebody else run the business I would, I would that would love be that. yeah yeah I would love that but at the moment I'd love that I too but not. I'm not that per, I'm not that person because I don't have the selling experience that you have for yeah. for this program so, so there's different conditions that um, I mean you could get there but so that's why I get pulled into this and so back to the question how do we sustain polarity as working partners I guess yeah I th I think the question is more like how do we work together every day in the business and obviously we've got conflicts and things and sometimes I say goodbye and end the Zoom meeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's happened. Oh, so how, how it do hurts we... me so much when you... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> how do we switch? Like, how do you think we're able, because it's extremely challenging and actually people have not managed to do it well. How do you think, because we've been working in this, I think more than three years we're together as partners in Claimed. How do you think we are able to do this but then switch into being romantic partners and lovers and have sex and attraction and you know I think kids help because when they're home we can't really be arguing so we're there we're there for them 
Yeah. And when then we they, start talking about us... work, they like start screaming. Yeah, yeah. They they get bored out of their <laughs> out of their minds. So for us, it brings us back to reality and going, okay, what you know, what are we doing this for? And then we we can talk about how <laughs> like parents, oh, so cute. God, I love them so much. You know, it just brings us back to, I think, yeah. to reality. Like work is not work is not the the most important most important thing and for me that's hard, harder than yeah when uh, you said me. that i'm like really because it, it seems like for you it is well i know it's well it's but... yeah yeah and i know my faults like i am i will i will work yeah and um and i'm and i'm aware of that um i do have a that's pretty but much I think my what we do, fault. I think we have really good boundaries around work and family life and being together like on the weekends we don't work um, when we come home, we tend to switch. I think that you bring a lot of humor into daily interactions, so we keep it light. Um, and we have a very collaborative um, kind of working relationship, I suppose, where it's not like, I want this, you want that. Where, yeah, it's, it's just fluid. And I think what helps me also to switch is my obviously embodiment practice. And because I teach and I always think about this, I'm able to let go, relax, you know, not be he so head. I guess when you say, let's do this, I'm like, well, I might argue with you for a little bit, but then I just let go. So I think that's how we manage it. Anything I think you when, when, I, when you say, when I say, let's do this, and then you don't like it, you argue it, uh, we argue, and then you hear it from someone else, and then you realize it's a great idea. Don't you do the same thing? Yeah. I think you do it more than me. Actually, I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh between us I'm known as the dream crusher because oh Anna Anna is so creative and I always think oh I need to bring it back down to reality and then she feels like I'm crushing crushing her dreams. All right, next question. How do you prioritize your relationship relative to your kids? Do you two come first, then the <coughs> kids or kids first? We're going to have different answers to this. Yeah, for me it's kids kids first. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, for me, it's me first, us next, and then come the kids. And this is a philosophy that I teach all of my clients. And it's really, I think, a central piece to, I believe, to long-term happiness in a family for a woman and the family. And I know, String, you might not agree with it, and we talked about this a lot. But I think because you've been conditioned and raised this way, that's how you think about it. It's like kids first, everything else, the rest. Where for me, it's yeah. me first as the woman, as the wife, because when I'm not happy and fulfilled, nothing is working. And it's really sad to see that a lot of families work this way. The woman puts the kids first and it's the husband and she puts herself last. And because she does that, she expects a lot in return. She's not getting it. There's a lot of resentment. And... You know these families where the woman is just constantly exhausted and in resentment, complaining about her husband, bitching about her kids, bitching about her life. And because and that's because she's just doing everything in reverse. So for me, in my philosophy with children, we've talked about this, that it's not that children come last. Well, in this hierarchy, yes. But they're just floating. Like... They're little humans. We don't, they're housemates. They're, fu they're funny housemates. If we're happy, if I'm happy... We're happy, <laughs> right? 
right? Yeah. And if we're happy, they're happy. But that's the hierarchy. I think you're still For working you. around. Oh, but you don't see that? You don't agree with it that we come first and then I do. Them? No, no, I understand it theoretically. Yeah. If, uh, if husband and wife are happy, it reflects onto the kids. And for them, they see mum and dad are happy. The whole environment is, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. is good. But then we talked about priorities. But my priority always goes to the kids. That's just, the, just it's not something like, for well, me, no, it's not control. It's, it's like kids, then you, I think I put my, for me, I'd put myself last. Because I, for me, it's priority kids. But when you say happy priority. Kids, happy kids, happy dad, ha happy wife, happy life. And then I can have, but... Yeah, I, I think I this is more of like from a man's perspective, from the protector-provider type of energy. Um, yeah, I, can, I could see how that is for you. You know, kids, me, and I, and I sometimes actually often have to divert you from, you know, when you buy presents for the girls, get something for the wife. Zoe is not the center of the universe. I am the center of the universe, of your universe. But I know it's hard because you're a father, you have little girls, like there's there's so much there. So we're still kind of working but on that. But I think if I'm clear in my hierarchy of priorities, but but I, but of course, you know, if I'm like sitting in a massage or something and there is an emergency and our daughter is like in a hospital, of course I'm going to drop everything. I'm going to be like, me first. Like that's done. Yeah. Uh, the kids are always a priority, obviously, because they need to eat, they need to be taken care of. But in terms of how I think about us, I know that, you know, if our relationship is happy, if I first and foremost am fulfilled and happy, then I bring that into our relationship that I know that I'm more attractive to you. When we play that polarity, you know, have great sex, we we go date nights, we really take care of us, then the kids just follow. You don't need to do anything special. That's it. Okay. All right, three. Talk about acclimating each other's families to your relationships. Did they get along initially with the relationship now? That's an easy question, I think. Yeah. As fast as it's quite easy. Yeah. Which well, our, fam our families also live in different countries. Yeah. So our families met... I met your dad and, and your sister and uh, brother-in-law when we were living in Barcelona. That was pretty chill. Yeah. It was actually funny. I had to take my earrings out because <laughs> her sister said, I would, I would suggest that String remove the earrings. Uh, at least until for the first meeting with dad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we met at, the, at that restaurant and uh, yeah, I was like, okay, cool. But then yeah. after that, he was cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean your family of course well, immediately you, accepted yeah. me. But I think it was for us it was easier also because we come from a similar culture. Although you are an Australian, you know, I come from Eastern Europe, but both of you you were born in Serbia, I was born in Moldova. So having that shared culture and background was really helpful. Like my I my aunt so. I said, Thank God like he's ours. And I know <laughs> your family said she's ours. So it's the same, well, we're not religious, but it's the same cultural background, religious background, you know. It's, you know, when I sit at the table and there's people drinking Serbian rakia or, or dancing around, that is so familiar to me. And that's really helpful. While, for example, in my sister's family, it's a little bit different because her husband is Muslim, she's Christian. So there, there were a little bit of, um, 
um, kind of clashes in that sense so it's a little bit harder but overall I mean your family is pretty cool I mean they're very chill very welcoming you know I'm yeah. I think yeah it's, uh, yeah to help with the culture religion I'm not religious my parents aren't religious yeah. uh, but, but I just, feel like it's so I mean you are so easygoing and they're so easygoing it's like whatever I think any girl do you think that anyone you choose they would just accept well you're also older when you got married so they're probably like just bring a girl home <laughs> it doesn't matter where she's from just get married and have children you know but then of course when they saw me they're like oh my god this is the best thing uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah so we're happy for me they saw that i was happy and yeah they, they were happy for me so yeah for me too so we didn't have any problems there Okay, next question. Has infidelity ever been something you needed to work through? How, how did you do it? It hasn't been something we've had to work through. Yeah. Have you, have you cheated <laughs> on me? Maybe we need to work, work through it. Let's work through it now. <laughs> what happened? Uh, Was it the postman? Oh my God. Yeah, ask me. Was it the Walmart man? <laughs> Not Walmart. Is it no Woolies? Was yeah. it the Woolies man? Uh, no, we haven't had to work through it. Through it. No, I mean this is a this is a very, I guess, sensitive and deep subject. We haven't had to work through, but it doesn't mean that we won't have to work through it in in the future. Never know, you know. I'm a, I'm a wanted man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we yeah. I mean, I think this is one of the hardest things that, and I hope that we never have to, but I also know that life happens and my philosophy on it, which I also, by the way, I've always believed that, but then I heard uh, a relationship psychologist and Lex Friedman talk about this, which... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. It's like, don't pass your burden onto your yeah. par- onto your partner because you're trying to get rid of the, I've always believed the that. guilt, the shame and the guilt that yeah. you feel. Like, yeah. I don't think that, you know, there's this whole idea that you're going to be forever together forever. And obviously cheating is a huge betrayal. And I think, oh my God, I can't even imagine for us. Um, but if it would happen, I mean, it would definitely shatter so many things, but I know that life happens, you know, and I know that cheating happens either, either because it was a dumb, silly mistake that people sometimes do, or it's actually something serious. Uh, and if it's a dumb, stupid mistake, which I heard the psychologist talk about, and I agree, don't burden the other person with your stupidity and bear the consequences of it. She actually said it's most people can't deal with the guilt and they feel like they're going to help the situation. Yeah, 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 to to be honest. And her her advice, I forgot what her name was. Her Her advice was, yeah, don't pass on your burden because you feel the guilt to pass on that uh, to pass that on, not the, not to pass on the guilt, but to pass on that the trauma or the you know yeah. the betrayal to the to the other person. You just you well, can either people, live with it or you uh, or or you can't. Yeah, yeah, some people will completely disagree with that because they believe in honesty, but I think that honesty is a really what's the word I'm looking for? You know, because it's like you've got to be honest a hundred percent, and I. 
I don't know. It just feels to me that um, you, you don't. Sometimes you don't. In, oh, I don't in, know. In if, that scenario, you know, yeah, like in if that you, scenario, if it li- like listen I to think her, that if you I, did, I think I I don't think I could live with with the guilt. Like, uh, well, you're gonna have to. So I'm but just I'm gonna telling have you to. now. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just telling you now, and I've I've talked about this before in either scenarios because. What we have, and I think, well, not most, but what we have is so special and we married and we have a family. And so, fuck, things can happen. I'm hoping that, that they will never happen, but they yeah. do happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it Reality. sucks and it's like, it's bad, right? But for you to come home or for me to come home for something like this where I can't live with it, and then I have to bring that into the family. And a lot, I think that most of the time it breaks the family apart. It's not fair because mm. you in that moment made a stupid, shitty decision and now you feel guilty. And therefore, yeah, I, I don't think that's, yeah, I don't think that's the right way to, to do it. So there you go. We talked about it. But I think that if that happens and it continues to happen, and that's a completely different story. Obviously, there's something wrong well, with that, marriage, yeah. like you're in love with somebody else. Like that's a whole different scenario. I think, yeah, I think that's a very different. That is very different because then that's emotional. That's basically having a relationship with somebody yeah. else. And I'm not just to be clear. I'm not advocating for go have a one night stand on your trip. You know, because obviously who are you going on a date with tonight? <laughs> I'm going with. Uh... <laughs> Obviously, I'm not advocating for it. Let me turn the camera because you're not in the... Um, but, yeah. Get, are you getting my good side? Yeah, I think we're clear. All right, next one. How do you divide housework or the invisible work, like understanding what's needed for a grocery list versus who shops the list? Has String ever considered being a coach too? <laughs> <laughs> a coach? I don't yeah. know how that got into yeah. that. But, hey, hey, oh. Let me show you the housework, okay? This is... <laughs> Our kids have pulled out all the Christmas stuff. And the pony. Oh, and the and the pony and oh my god. Like <laughs> that's what uh, we are heading to Bali in two in two days. So we're uh, and I think the cleaner's coming next week. Move the camera closer here. Okay. <coughs> no, like this. Um, okay. so, so the let, housework, the housework the is, question about, she's no, looking no, no. after the, uh, you know, organizing the, uh, so we have help, a lady who comes here, helps with the, with the cleaning. Um, and, but Anna's organizing that and you can see, you can see how it's working out so far. <laughs> <laughs> this is as messy as it gets. Let's talk about string being <coughs> a coach. We actually talked about it in bed oh. last night and we came up with an amazing name. For strings next coaching business, what is it? Super duper coaching. Super duper coaching. No. <laughs> yeah, I what, can't. What yeah, did you I'm tell me a... about you being a coach? You oh, said no, something I could like never... it would be the worst. Uh, well, I've tried it before. Let's move the cam. Can we move the camera down? Because you see, I gotta down? stand up. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, at our level. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not a coach. I don't, I don't desire to coach because I don't, I don't like working. With people? You don't like people? Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not, I know that 
that skill set is not for me. I don't like listening. I just want to, I just want to provide solution. Right? If I say something, do this rather than get to the bottom. What do you think is right? And how does, you know, <laughs> yeah, working like, with people, it's not, not it's not my good. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. I'm a, I'm so about housework, I think we already talked about this a little bit, but I think in our family, it's quite traditional kind of feminine masculine roles. This is, I think, what we naturally gravitate to. And we never actually had to talk about this. We never had to sit down and say, you do this, I do that. How, like, how do you see it? Um, how we divide? But, but I think we it's not divide, only household work. It's, it's like somebody... How do we do our... How do we arrange our household and family? I, I don't think she's only talking about who cleans the house, but everything. We already mentioned it when we talked about the money, but I think traditionally, um, we I just mean, talk about it Saturday mornings at the, <coughs> at the moment for the last couple of months, I've been taking Zoe to swimming. So Zoe and, and Eva, Eva's not swimming at the moment. Then we go to the dancing class. And I know that that's your free time where you go to, you go to yoga, you enjoy a bit of the bit of your relaxation time mm. and then I come back Eva has a little snooze okay uh, let me answer this question because strings like how do we define the household work meaning how do we organize our life is as I said I do the tradition I think I do the traditionally feminine roles and string does the masculine roles which is I take care of so she mentioned grocery shopping we have a system in trello we have a trello board for shopping if anybody needs anything they just put it there i order all the online shopping it's on me we'll probably order it once a week i also organize meals we have a meal uh, delivery service where they deliver it and then i cook it um, i organize the cleaners i i'm the one who thinks about food Who's going to eat what and when? I just have it in my mind. I can multitask like that. Uh, I'm the one who... And organizing I, like I kids, see, I, like notifying yeah, daycare. Yeah, hey, kids daycare, are not going to be schools, in. Doctor clothes. taking Zoe to the doctor today. You're like, oh, okay, let me organize. Yeah, them. schools, clothes, what's in the lunch boxes, what's there here, all the laundry, all the housework predominantly, you know, the atmosphere in the house, the sheets, like all of that stuff, you know plants all of that um and then string takes care of what what take do care i of the, take care of well you take care of the finances of the money bills yeah. you pay the, all the bills you take the care cars, of the cars appointments everything yeah. around the house like gardening rubbish you take out the rubbish um you, yeah. you fix things so that's what we do and we're kind of responsible for it but it doesn't mean that like i don't take out the rubbish or it doesn't mean that you don't do the laundry or you don't cook because like this week you had to cook dinner like twice even though three times so it kind of flows but the responsibility that's how it's divided and it's pretty organic i'd say and and very flowing we do the dishes together um we yeah it just flows and it's very organic it's like it it is teamwork but it's not 50 you know as ali says Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I don't think we've ever gotten into a conversation or an argument about, well, I did this and you do that. No, it's not a trade-off. It's That's just, why yeah. it's not 50-50. And this is 100-100 where I've got my own areas of responsibility and expertise and then you have your own. 
and then we come together and we help each other in those areas but like that's how it works and that's why it's organic and we never okay i wash the dishes you do this like yeah yeah it's easy easy one. okay so these are all simone's questions thanks simone this is a long episode <laughs> next one wow uh, what do you continue? What do you do to continue keeping the spice and sexual polarity in the marriage? <laughs> this is um... strange. I, mean, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, I don't you? like talking about these private. You don't like talking about things. sex. Yeah. No. What can you share? Respect your privacy strength. <laughs> uh, well, it, it, I think it would be fair to say that, you know, sex is becoming better and better. Yeah, yeah. And I think we're, well, we're more, we're more free and... <laughs> <laughs> I like when you, dre when you dress up. I, know, I Actually, your, what is it, sexy heels class? Yeah. So you're doing those classes, you're like, oh, let me show you this dance. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's... Uh... But why do you think, okay, so we don't need to talk about, like, details or specific because yeah. it is private, although I think I can talk oh, about it. I know, you it, talk but... about it, yeah. But I... I don't know what you talk about on what the do podcast. You think? So, so... <laughs> so we've been together, we're going to celebrate six years of marriage next month and we've been together for, we met about seven and a half years ago. And there's still attraction between us, which is sexual polarity. What do you What do you think? What's the reason for that? Because you know, in many couples, it just dies. People stop having sex. People stop having attracted. Stop being attracted to each other. Well, what worked? Uh, I'll tell you what worked after after kids, because that was the hardest mm -hmm. hurdle after Zoe was having Sunday fun day. <laughs> remember yeah we actually had to schedule sex yeah yeah and then we even when we moved up here not sex intimacy time yeah and it was like okay on sunday this was when, uh it was just Sally. she's going to sleep at this time uh we've got nothing else on it's <laughs> bedroom time yeah candles bedroom music <laughs> see what see what happens yeah, that was quite good for us uh, because otherwise you're just so tired. And, and I think what happened also, maybe during that time is when we, well, I had to ask you to do this. When our interactions in the bedroom, they're not like, there's no goal. Although for you, there is a goal. There's always a goal. <laughs> but, but for me, it's like, okay, can I, can we use this time and not expect or even have a goal of sex, orgasm, whatever. So... I think we, we just started doing that and it's, it was just our time to be, you know, intimate, to be together, to have a moment of intimacy. Okay, what else? What else do you think keeps the attraction going? I know, I never actually think about this. Uh, I know when we, uh, look, I know when we, when we go away, we're in a different headspace. We're away from, from work. We're enjoying ourselves. And I think naturally we're in a better, better space. And, you know, I think when we're generally happy, Anything when you we're think happy. Anything that I do to, to keep the attraction going? 
Like, why are you still yeah. attracted to me? Because I think you're sexy. <laughs> and, uh, and I like when you wear, especially these pants, because they make your ass look hot. <laughs> why and do you think, so is, I think you're sexy, why is that? I can't, I don't think, okay, why? I just, I I just feel it. I like it when you have your hair, as I said, down, down the center. There with the the little wave, the little wave is also Ooh, really the cool. Little wave. Yeah, as soon as there's a little wave in your hair ah. when you do your hair, yeah, down the so center, yeah, this look. down the center, there's something, uh, something that I like more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it just makes me look younger. Well, it could be. I mean, that would be evolutionary uh, for me being more attracted. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think you're, I think you're sexy <laughs> and you're cool and you're easier going and, and occasionally like last week there was just, you know, I, I'm a guy, so I'm on call. If it's on it, it you can just go <laughs> and it's on. Whereas for you, oh, it's God. different. Yeah. Very different. Uh, from my side, I think, uh, yeah, it's those things that I already mentioned, but, um, like I, now I'm going to Friday um, Sexy Heels class and um, I went to two retreats with Holly Vodetsky that really brought me into my body and sexuality and I came back and I like stripped for string a few times and it's really the connection to my own body I feel like, like doing my feminine flows every day, keeping the polarity going in our relationship I, I think is really important and that's what keeps that spark and that attraction going for us um where i can feel like strings got it he can take care of it no matter what happens you know we're safe or protected i really feel his like provider protector energy i do find it well we both exercise as well so i do find it sexy that you know he's just on top of it he's got it he's thinking about the future he's thinking about the family um you know when things need to get done they do get done he's very uh like ambitious and has a lot of plans for the future and so yeah i mean that's attractive that i can trust you and i can surrender not a hundred percent of the time you know like it's not perfect because sometimes i feel the wavering in you and that's a bit like you, you feel the the guy the the man because that's how men work. What? The wavering in me is like, oh, is this going to lead to there? To sex? It's just... No, I'm talking about wavering where you're like lost. Oh. oh you I thought were... that was a compliment. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a compliment. I, I was saying that, you know, I find you very attractive, like still physically, but also how you present yourself as a man. But it's not all the time, 100% of the time. I sometimes feel the wavering in you. The wavering meaning like, I sometimes sense that you don't know what to do, although you do hide it quite well, or like you're not sure, um, or you just drop the ball. Mm, I don't know, yeah. All of that happens and it's normal, but these are the moments where I'm like, mm. But I think most of the time it's, it's, it's there. And I do Ouch. dance, you know, I, I love that to hurts. dance and explore. And I think we've had quite profound moments in intimacy. Like we had some 
out of the body kundalini i don't even know how tantra stuff i mean for me personally not practicing I, oh when we did the um, juice cleanse yeah oh holy shit yeah, yeah three days without enough food created food. space for sexual enlightenment <laughs> yeah. yeah i actually did an episode <laughs> that was, about this that was uh, a bit crazy. Where I shared but yeah it's it's all of that um okay maybe we have space for two questions two more what famous couples do you admire? Where do you find inspiration as a couple or individuals when things get hard? <laughs> famous couple? I don't admire any famous couples. Yeah, I don't think I've ever thought of... I don't think... Yeah, I don't think about it. I, I, I think I mean, if someone I, said, would you... Is this a good relationship? And I go, oh yeah, that's a great relationship. Yeah, but you never know what's happening in that relationship. So I think that famous couples is like a myth it's not like it's a myth it's like i don't know these people and all we see is what the media portrays and most of the time it's a pr stunt so we actually never know i don't like think even, most of the time we don't we just don't know i mean i don't know what yeah we i don't, don't know. even think about we, it well we see like a couple's like okay one one couple that comes to mind is like george clooney and amal clooney but men don't even i think as a guy you're not even connected to that i think it's a I, no no i read one article and it was George Clooney wrote, and he wrote a letter to the media saying, huh. please don't, uh, I request, you know, you know, sincerely request that you don't take photos of our children. We are public face. We are, we understand that we are public facing and yeah. we can't, we can't, con uh, you know, we, we have fame, but our children don't deserve to, uh, with the nature of my wife's work. She what is she? She's a litigator for terrorists and I think like she's something. like United Nations. Yes, yeah, she's like something. high up, yeah. and he's saying this. Uh, you know, taking photos mm. of our children uh, puts their, you know, their privacy, puts out who they are and at risk. So I think he's like, I understand I'm famous, I can't stop that, but please, our children don't deserve. We want them to have as a normal life as uh, as yeah. they can. Yeah, now so, yeah. that you brought that up, I was like, oh, yeah, that, they I mean, seem there are couples cool. that, you know, you think about, like, David and Victoria Beckham, and da, 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 but they're just famous couples, you know? I'm like, I, I don't know whether I get inspired by them or admire, because I don't know them as people. Like, yeah, it's admirable that I think George Clooney wrote something like that, the cool, but, like, I don't know what's happening in their relationship, you know? I don't even think about it. Yeah. It's not something I think And the about. next, I mean, the second part of her question was, where do you find inspiration as a couple or individuals when things get hard? I don't. <laughs> I don't have inspiration. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting question. Yeah, I also don't. Like, inspiration when things get hard? I think we just, well, how, what do we do when things get hard? They don't get hard, really hard very often, but when they do, what do we do? We talk about it. I feel through it. <laughs> I communicate. Yeah, I mean, we have, you make we, jokes we have, after We have that. issues, yeah. It's frustrating. It can be frustrating for a little time, a couple of hours. Sometimes it can be a couple of days. Rarely, but yeah. Very rarely. But we just, we still need to, we still need to carry on, you know. We still need to 
get the kids up for breakfast, you know, have them for dinner. Yeah. Like, we've got responsibilities and like, okay, we are not the center of this universe right now because they're they're depending on us. Actually, so children can obviously escalate the shit. Like, if a couple isn't happy without kids, they're not going to be happy with children. Because we don't have any time for ourselves. But, but, but yeah. yeah, in a sense that because we've got all this response, you know, I could be mad at you, but kids wake up and need to have their, you know, uh, teeth brushed. So like, I'm going to go down and see your stupid face. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna, and we're going to have to talk about like who drops the kids off. But I think that in that we just bond and then you can throw a stupid joke and I kind of laugh, like, you know, so we just get on with it. And I think because there is that family life. Yeah, you're right. It's like, whatever. Sometimes I remember I was so tired with children not sleeping, breastfeeding. I was like, I honestly don't have time. Like, I don't have the capacity to be angry or to talk about anything, you know? Um, Yeah. So it's really interesting how family life can just just get on with it, (laughs) you know? So in fact, you know, when people don't have children, I'm not saying you should have children for that reason, but... Yeah, there's something that happens when you bring out when you bring children to the world and like what you said you realize you're not the center of the fucking universe anymore <laughs> like not everything revolves around you and your feelings so like just keep keep moving get kids to daycare go make dinner you yeah, know? yeah there's there's responsibilities really like, okay we gotta uh, keep going i mean even, i don't know before kids we didn't argue much yeah, even really? before children we didn't when have, did but I think we had the space to like mull over it and kind of like, you know, but I do have my embodiment practice, so I deal with a lot of my shit. I know how to sit with my own shit, but then bring it up to string if something doesn't feel right. But yeah, I think one of the things that you said that you found attractive in me is that I don't stay angry. Don't get angry very often, but also don't stay angry very often. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't You've take always personally been. a lot. I have my embodiment practice to feel through it. And if it is something that I do bring it up to you for sure. And I know how to communicate it. No. All right. Next question. Do you have any advice for couples where the man is 15 to 20 years older than the woman? His fifties, his 50s, 60s, and she's forties. What are some of the common challenges and how do we navigate? How do we navigate them? And she said, I'm asking for me, I'm 43 and the man is 59. So what is it? 16 years difference. My parents are pretty negative about such a large age gap. On the other hand, the guy I dated before was seven years younger than me. I remember you mentioned your age gap with string in a recent call, got excited to hear your perspective. Large age gaps in either direction still tend to be frowned upon by a lot of people. They're not frowned upon by my mates. <laughs> I think I mean by your parents, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, so String is 14 years older than me. You're, I'm 34, therefore you're 48. Mm-hmm. So our gap, so when I'm going to be 43, you're going to be 57. So a very similar age gap. Um, so I know from your side, obviously everyone is like, <laughs> you know, but from my side, I remember, my dad actually, I mean, he was kind of, I mean, my dad is very distant, was a very emotionally distant guy and he was like, mm-hmm, whatever, you know, we were not very close, but my auntie 
when for the first time she heard how much older you were, she like freaked out and flipped out. And she actually tried to kind of, and she hasn't met you yeah, yeah. Uh, before. She just heard about how old were you and she literally like flipped out and advised me to not go there. Mm. Um, because I mean, yeah, there are disadvantages, you know, she told me, all right. And then she met you and she really fell in love with you and stuff. But she's, she's told me before that, all right, it's all great and nice until he's going to turn 65 and things stop working. And you'll be and, changing my undies. Yeah, changing diapers <laughs> and whatnot. Like, I don't think about it now. And I think because I'm 34, I'm thinking, and I know men die younger. So, so you know, there, there, there's, there's quite a few, there's advantages to being with a man who's so much older. Like, I, I find you very attractive. They, they're usually much more mature. They have much more wealth, which is like, let's talk about it. That's also attractive. You know, they know who they are, stuff like that. But then on the flip side, you know, yeah, men die younger. And you, you're going to be 65 or I'm just going to turn 51. And for me, things are still very much progressing. You know, I'm still well, middle-aged, you know. Um, but then sometimes I do think about it. You know, how's that going to look like when you're 70 and I'm 55? Mm, you don't think about that. So for you, it's all in the advantages, I think. I mean, yeah, maybe with a younger well, woman. Well, I still need to, not for me personally, house. I know that I need to keep myself healthy. I think that and keeps I think you younger. I would do that. Yeah. I, I think I'd do that, do that naturally. I would do that on... That's hypothetical, but yeah. having young kids, I know if I want to live to an old age, I need to stay. I need to stay active, and we're also doing more because because you are so much younger. So the traveling, you know, when we when we're like planning stuff, I'm like, oh god, you know, Imagine going, and you're like, no, age. I haven't lived all the, and you say, I haven't lived all these experiences. Yeah, like you've taken LSD. I haven't taken LSD yet. Can you imagine, like? What? I want to go to Burning Man. I haven't have... been to Burning Man. Yeah. Maybe we can go to Burning Man and do LSD. So I think that's together. what keeps you like just energetic and younger. And of course, the young children really keep, keep you younger. But, for, you know, I think about it sometimes. But then I imagine, you know, we've got at least 20, 25 years together ahead of us. And I know that, you know, if you're going to pass before me, which is a high chance... But it's still yeah. so way ahead and it's going to be tragic and stuff. But um, what we have is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here for it for another, you know, five, ten. I mean, we never know. Right. But um, and, you know, those who frown upon it. I don't know. I think that's something like, what would you tell to this woman who says, you know, my family frowns upon it? I think it's normally if the woman is younger, it's probably her side of the family who frowns upon it. Um, They're just going to have to live with it. I yeah. mean, really, it's your it's your life. What, what, and I think what in time, like the, I know in, in my situation with string, the, the more um, my aunt, for example, got to know him as a person. And so how happy I am with him and how, you know, good he is of a man. Um, then all of that just vanished besides the fact that she's told me, all right, everything's great. But in 20 years, we'll talk again, you know. Um, so that's yeah. it. Speaking of death, 
here. I just want to show you. I just want to show you. Oh my god. When I die, I want that that song played. I'll show you here. It's got by Alice in Chains, one of the greatest bands all time. Rain oh. when I die. Oh, don't talk about that. All right, moving on. Uh, okay. Have you ever done long distance, long distance in your relationship? Do you have different communication preferences and styles? How do you <coughs> navigate differences in communication? How do you divvy up household? Oh, we talked about this already. Um, yeah, have we ever done long distance? I think uh, it's we been... have early on, so between Colombia and Mexico, but that was three weeks. No, but then we did like then a we month did or two when I was a in month Bulgaria. And a half. Yeah. And then when we saw each other, that's when you propose. So that's how we deal with long, long distance. Long distance. Leads to a lot of commitment. Leads, leads, to, leads to, to marriage for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, why the did that happen? The communication like, method is uh, a lot of voice messages. WhatsApp. Yeah, and I think like yesterday was too much. I'm like, why can't we just talk about this on the phone? Because we kept voice messaging each other with things. But voice messages are mostly around work, I think. Now, no, no. But we're talking about during, I think this was before, ah. long distance dating or, or relationships. Oh, no, I think that the communication preferences, styles uh, and differences is a separate question to the long distance. So in general... Um, do we have different communication preferences, frequency of check-ins, styles, how do you navigate differences? So I think she's talking about like, do I prefer more communication or less communication? How does that all work? Oh, life has changed. Um, That's not... I think that you, so I'm, an observation, you are, you have always been from the beginning very consistent and very present in your communication. So I've never sent you a message to which you did not reply. <laughs> yeah. Either right away or like within an hour or two, you're extremely communicative and you're always on. Yeah, it's because I don't like seeing things that I need to attend to later. If I see something, I need to get rid of it. It's basically an item. You get rid of me, you mean? I'm no, no, but if I, see, if I see a message coming in, I'm like, oh, now I need to attend to it. So I better not check it. And if I check it, I have to reply to it mm. as soon as possible. So Otherwise, inbox I'll never get zero to... is permeating. Yeah, yeah, I think your communication style actually is very... Have you ever ghosted a woman? Have you ever just not responded or kind of like replied, I don't know, a week later or something? Has it evolved as you became older, you think? I don't remember. I mean, yeah, I have deliberately held back sending a message, but that was all part of... A plan. A plan, yeah, <laughs> that's in the dating. You yeah. know, don't reply, don't, like, if she sends a message, that's in the dating, but no. I think, honestly, like, as I... Obviously, we're still getting to know each other. Um, I don't know if you know about a tan. You keep moving to the side, what's happening? No, yeah, this is. I'm pushing. This you. is where our relationship <laughs> is at right now. Okay, she. <laughs> All right. I the more the I'm more. I'm sort of conscious. I'm conscious of time because that's I'm, okay. We've got yeah. two more minutes. We're finishing. Um, the more I know string, I think. And by the way, I haven't read the attached. You know about attachment styles. 
So basically there's this, and I haven't even read it, but from what I know, because I think it's just going to influence my work and get into my head, but um, there, there, there was some research done, and I'm not going to probably say it right. Many, many women have more knowledge about it than me, but they have studied attachment styles of different children and how they interacted with parents as growing up, and then they categorize into a few categories where it's like a secure attachment is someone that can communicate in relationships, who's open, who stays in conflict, resolves, and it's a secure attachment style. There's no dependency. And then there's like anxious attachment style where you're constantly anxious, needing for them to, to communicate with you, waiting for messages because parents were not present. And then there's okay. like avoidance style. So the more I get to know you and the more I get to know actually your, your family, I think, and maybe... You've worked through that because I know you've done work on yourself. You went to Tony Robbins and you've read books and things. So you've done a bit of quite a bit of personal development. So I don't know whether it was from the beginning like that or it's because you've done also the work. But I think that you present as a very secure attachment person. And I think because I've healed my shit as well. There's his alarm. We we meet each other in, in very healthy ways. And like, if you don't reply to me, which you haven't done by the way, but if you don't reply to me within an hour, I'm like, don't freak out. I know you're busy and, and it's okay. I, I never take it personally, but you also have always been there. You never given me a reason to think of anything or whatever, but I think based in our relationship, I think it's different. Healthy. I, I mean, look, we're, we're married. We're in a relationship. If you don't get to my message, I'm like, oh, okay, must be busy. It's not as yeah. if I'm not going to feel hurt because we're going to see each other and at the, ultimately at the at the end of the day anyway. So if we've got some yeah, well now we're together, so it's a it's a bit of a different. Uh, yeah. But I guess even in marriages, people experience challenges in that communication. So, anyways, all right, this is it for part yeah. one. I think we're going to do another part because we have still. A little bit of questions to go. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Let us know in the comments what resonated. Any last words? Nope. I gotta go to a meeting. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>